The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys. How are you? Happy April. This is exciting. It's an exciting time. Is it April already? Yeah. What's what's the death toll? We've moved into a new month. Quiet down. Okay. So today we are going to have an exciting episode for you called... The importance of leashing your dogs in public, because this is a very important topic. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. (coughs) The pig handler is on it. Okay, so the quirky tip of the day is what is the absolute positive best leash to get to use with your dogs? The answer? The retractable leash. That's right. You've seen them. Absolute positive best leash out there. And the longer the better. That dog can just run out 15 (laughs) feet in front of you. As comfortable as it can be, shoots back the other direction, 15 right out, feet. Right out into traffic and everything yeah. else. That's not how we feel. That's a sad April Fool's joke, so happy April Fool's. The quirky tip of the day is do not oh, yeah. get a flexi leash. And the funniest part of this is I honestly don't even have a flexi in the house. I thought I saved Gigi's little baby flexi, and I've donated all of them. I couldn't even have a flexi for the quirky tip of the day. So you know what they look like, retractable leashes. They can be good if you have a young puppy for pottying or if you do some competition obedience and use it properly. Yeah. But overall, if you have a flexi, throw it out, buy a regular leash. You could lose a finger. <laughs> a lot of bad things can happen with a flexi. Also, we got a lot of business to take care of today. Ooh. Today's our drawing of the sensor push uh, and the gateway. $150 worth of stuff. And nice. we have all of our um, entrants right here in Did a cigar box. Did I get my box. name in there? No, sweetheart. We are not a part of the drawing. Okay, good. Okay. Put it down. We uh, have them right in a cigar box here because we uh, actually film our podcasts at a cigar studio, as we've said before. So we are going to pick one out. Here we go. Are you going to read it off for me? I'll All read right. It. Who's our winner? Scott Williams. <laughs> Who is really our winner? You guys are so bad. Who? There. Let's zoom in. Can we zoom Jordan in? Jordan McCormick. Hey. Jordan McCormick. Congratulations, it Jordan. It doesn't say Scott Williams, I promise. I think and, um, Jordan owned Dublin. We used to We're going to send her Dublin. a picture of a sensor push <laughs> <laughs> on a postcard. No, the same products that you saw on our sensor push podcast, the sensor push and the gateway. Um, I will priority mail to you. I will contact you through That's Facebook for your address. That's $150 value. That's pretty cool. Very good with the sales yeah. there, love bug. Okay. 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 All right. I didn't we're realize gonna... this was a 30 footer. Where I'm are you put putting him? There. Do we need that on the table here? Yeah. Oh my oh. God. This is the first podcast. Now we're hanging. Don't do this with your pig. <laughs> Don't hang him by the leash. This is the first podcast without our pig. leash etiquette. This is our first podcast without our pig. We're going to use the long line on the podcast. Wow. Okay. So this came up. When uh, I was talking to a good friend uh, during all the social distancing that we're all so loving, and the dog, they took the dog to the park, and like six off-leash dogs approached them at various times. And she wrote me, and she's like, can you freaking do a podcast about leashing your dogs in public because it's important? And it is important, you guys. If you have um, amazing control of your dog, which I would say 99.9% of the public doesn't, like, and by amazing control, I mean if your dog is running towards a squirrel, you can call them. They turn on a dime. They run back to you. If someone's feeding your dog steak, you call them. They come back to you. All of these things. That rules out all my dogs. Oh, stop. Our dogs have recalls like that. (laughs) But um, honestly, if you have that kind of control, great. Good for you. 
most people think that they do, or they have absolutely no control at all. So, um, what do you talk? Let's talk about off-leash dogs on trails and a little bit of trail etiquette and how we do that. Well, I keep if I see a dog off-leash, I will call my dog back to me, put a leash on him, and I will make sure that I'm between the two dogs until I know the other dog is safe, or I can evaluate the situation and not have all hell break loose. Yeah, and we do the do. same thing with runners um, and bikers and everything else because. Like these people are traumatized, you guys, like they have been attacked out there and rightfully so they're concerned. Like dogs are lunging at them and going to the end of the leash and everything else or chasing them off leash even worse. So when you're trail hiking, respect other people that are walking. And if there's other dogs off leash, rather than having a big social gathering, calling your dog back, having control of your dog and asking the person to call their dog back never works well. They normally can't. It's not um, something, not a skill most people have. They what have this they false sense of security. They just yell, my dog's my friendly. My dog's friendly. It's okay. Yeah, and that it's is okay. just, that is not um, helping the general public. But so. don't touch him. He's touchy. <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, if your dog's friendly, you guys, and then it comes up to a dog that's not friendly, but the dog's on leash and being well-behaved and everything else, like, no, whose fault is that? This dog is on leash. This other dog is jumping on the dog, clobbering the dog, everything else. That dog gets bit. Now you're, that, you know, you're the asshole. With Everybody's the good dog. traumatized. Yeah, so please, if you're trail hiking and you don't have control of your dog, don't let your dog off leash. If you, It's not just about other dogs. If you see people, you see bicyclists, you see strollers, anything, be respectful. Put your dog on a leash as those people pass. We move out of the road and put our dogs in a sit-stay when we're when they're walking on the road and there's cars passing, just out of respect, like be respectful. Yeah, I have a 15 foot leash. I, is that am I jumping ahead somewhere with a 15 footer? <laughs> no, because this is a 30 foot leash and this is for practicing. Come when called. I wouldn't expect people to. If you were hiking on a trail, you could let your dog drag that's a 30 why, foot yeah, leash. That's why I brought but I, when I take my dog for a walk, quite often I will take him on a 15 foot leash. I'll use it as a six footer, but then I can release him and let him go out 12, you know, 14 feet away from me. Uh, to be, to give the dog the feeling of being loose so that they can go to the bathroom or whatever they want to do and to get them primarily out of that heel position just to get them away from me and let them go be dogs, but they're still on leash. So that's my um, way of, my alternative to the retractable leash yeah. is a 15 foot regular leash. And that brings up a good point, whether any situation we're talking about, we have these uh, biothane uh, leashes, they're long lines and they... Um, we don't sell these on our site. If you're interested in these in different colors, we can uh, certainly try to get those to you. But these are really important because you do have control of the dog then. So if you're at the beach or you're somewhere and you, you know, are, you're like, oh, I think he'll come back, put the dog on a long line just for safety's sake. But these biothane ones are nice because if the cloth ones get um, wet or something or tangled or knotted up, it's not great. So, but even if you used a, just got a clothesline for three yeah. or four bucks, get a yeah. hundred feet of clothesline. And cut 30 or 50 feet off of it. And then you can let your dog at the beach get some good distance and play and move around quick. But when you need them to come back, you can just hand over hand, just bring them back to you. Yeah. So consider a long line. The beach is a good place that we see off-leash dogs and it not going well. Well, the people, it's not a catastrophe, but usually the people just can't get their dog back. That's the biggest problem. They'll or have a dog. it's not even because the dog is playing. They just are playing keep away. Yeah. They just won't come yeah. to the people. They're just like, so they're just two hours on the beach walking around with the dog. So uh, whenever we go to the beach, we're very thoughtful of like, okay, are there loose dogs? If there are, we call our dogs, we walk past on a leash. And of course we allow our dogs loose on the beach. They have great recalls and um, 
we have great control of our dogs, but we don't allow for a lot of group play and a lot of things to escalate on the beach. So if you're on the beach and you do not have the kind of control of your dog that we were talking about, like hairpin turn control, don't have your dog off leash to the beach. It's as simple as that. And no one's going to listen, but that's our recommendation. <laughs> People are going to do what they want to do. As they always do. This is actually important because, uh, so Acadia is a leashed only park and there were so many attacks last year in Acadia National Park while the dogs were like mandated to be unleashed. So not only were these dogs off leash, but they were actually attacking people visiting the park off leash. So like, yeah, if you follow the rules or you don't follow the rules, that's all on you. Well, what did the but, people do to get these dogs so upset? <laughs> exactly. That's what everyone thinks. Well, mm. he looked at my dog wrong. If you do not have good control of your dog or if your dog is human reactive or dog reactive or anything else, it should not be off leash whether it's allowed to be or whether it's not allowed to be. And that came up um, during the runner thing. Remember the pit bull that broke loose that was actually on a leash and attacked the runner? Yeah, that was, uh, there's so many... Live, um, leave, like live leaks. So many dogs attacking other dogs and people now online. It's just so disturbing because at any, any day you can pull up fresh videos. It's almost you know three to five of them a week. Yeah. Of these dog attacks. And, and it's, it's just it's real, so disturbing. It's it's real stuff. It's now that we're, we have all these cameras and everything else, like these live leaks are real footage. So um, in that specific instance, there was a runner running by in a bully breed type of dog. I hate to be all breedy, but it was a bully breed type of dog. And uh, the, it was the, in a muzzle. the leash was like attached to the muzzle. It was very weird. The dog was agitated, broke free. And like chased the guy everywhere. Thank God the dog had decent bite inhibition, but the guy ended up like having to climb on a fence and it took them a while to get control of the dog. So not only leash your dog, but securely leash your dog. So that's a good one. All right. We're going to go to break. And, and speaking of that, securely oh, leash your dog. We're not going to break. Well, we usually put a leash on two collars. Yeah. There's a backup so that if it pops off one, it's secured by the second one. Yeah, or two pieces of equipment. Gentle leader, slip collar, pinch collar, slip collar, yeah. whatever. If two it's pieces a harness, of equipment. A harness, yes, harness plus slip collar, something else. Two things are always good. All right, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the importance of leashing your dogs in public. See you then. Does your dog seem anxious? Would you like your dog to relax? Do you want to feel more in control? Would you like your dog to cooperate? HowToCalmYourCanine.com That's HowToCalmYourCanine.com Welcome back. Okay, you want to talk about that invisible fence stuff? Yeah, so we were talking on, about on uh, keeping your, like having your dog off leash in your property. So we do this all the time. I, we have a nice little trail. I take the dogs all the time. I go back and I do a little hike and a little trail back behind our woods, but they're off leash in the property a lot, or we're throwing the ball off leash in the property and everything else. We don't currently have a fence. We have had a fence in the past. We have good control of our dogs, so that's okay. If you do not have good control of your dog, your dog should not be off leash on the property. That's not a good way to go. And there's stuff about even having well, they're an invisible. Well, they're going to wind up getting hit by a car out front. That's well, the biggest problem. If they have an invisible fence, though, that should be keeping them in. Yeah, and the problem with the invisible fences, you know, we probably mentioned it before, but the dogs in the neighborhood can come onto your property and potentially get in a fight with your dog. And we've had clients that this has happened to where. Um, some other dog came on the property and there was a dog fight and the woman whose loose dog came to get her dog got bit by the dog that was owned by the person that had the property and they wound up getting in a lawsuit and the person that owned the dog in the pro you know on the property was liable because there wasn't a fence because this 
stranger could walk onto their property and get bit by their dog. So and the uh, it doesn't really tie into the leash issue that the, much. Well, if you're going to have your dog off leash on your property, just an invisible fence, you need and your dog is maybe reactive or something else. Like you need to be thoughtful of that. Maybe get a kennel structure. Maybe get a tethering thing. Maybe get something else. Like or put up a small fence. Like we've had snow fence potty yards before. Like you know. Oh, yeah. So think about maybe a different mechanism there because just because you have an invisible fence. If you go to the door and you call your dog as you see, you know, somebody walking with their dog down the street, if you call your dog in and your dog won't respond, that's not really responsible having your dog off leash on the property. You still don't have control over your dog. So be mindful of those things because it, you know, and the other day we were walking our dogs in the neighborhood. We had two dogs. They're well behaved. And there was an older woman across the street and she had like a lab kind of dog. I don't you remember yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was an old, and, old dog. And yeah, like we're walking by and the dog was loose and we're like, oh, great. Here we go. And uh, she was like, hey, you get over here. Come here. Sit. Like she had control of the dog. Now, had our dogs been blowing up at her dog and agitating her dog, maybe that wouldn't have gone so well. But she had great control. We're not like... You're an ass if your dog isn't on leash 24-7. But if you don't have control of your dog and your dog is off leash, like why? All you're doing is setting yourself up for heartbreak that your dog gets hit by a car or into an altercation with somebody else or something. And it's not just like, oh, let's wait and see what happens. Like that's never a good way to approach dog training. Like you really need to have a plan. And if the plan is my dog isn't ready to be off leash yet, then your dog shouldn't be off leash. Another one that comes to mind is the dog parks. Because people think, oh, they're at the dog park, like, woo, let them go. Which, yes, dogs are allowed to be off leash there and they can play. But now if this really strong dog just walks into the dog park, if you can't call your dog back and out of an ugly situation, that's going to be a problem too. So it's even important to have control in those areas because people don't think about it much, but it really does matter. Like it matters if your dog has an ear out for you. It matters if you can actually get your dog back. Um, you know, we all have this routine, not us, but some people will like shake the bag of cookies to get the dog inside at home. That works fine. But when your dog's nose is going and they're at the beach or they're at the dog park or something else, that doesn't always go as well. No. So, I mean, it's just more dog fighting and more aggressive you know, altercations popping up now than there ever has been before. So. And this is why we're losing our privileges as dog owners. Like this is why dogs aren't allowed to be, you know, in certain areas because people aren't cleaning up after them. This is why dog leash laws are in place and enforced quite often. And the breed specific legislation. It's yes. all stems and from these type of hotels, issues. Hotels, people are abusing their privileges with hotels. Like the, the more we stop following these rules or taking these considerations into account and respecting them, the less privileges we're going to have as dogs and dog owners over time. You joke that pretty soon the animal control officer is going to say, let me see your dog license and your CGC to be out on the street. Like it's almost getting to that point. Like we well, have such the, poor control. With the emotional support dogs, the airlines are all trying to change the rules because they've had so many problems with emotional support dogs. Yeah, and know? that is not even necessarily the fact that people are faking that. Like some people may need that, but you need to have some semblance of control over your dog in that sense too. And yes, dogs aren't off leash at the airport and this is all getting into, you know, kind of a different topic, but this is an important thing to be aware of that. And the other thing is like, okay, so if somebody, if you are somewhere where the dog is supposed to be unleashed, maybe you didn't see the sign or something else. If someone walks up, you're able to call your dog back to you and put your dog on leash right at that moment. 
then most of the time they're like, okay, well, you have good off-leash control, but follow the leash laws. If instead your dog is now mauling that person, jumping on that, not mauling like in an aggressive way, but like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. This is so great. Like that's going to be an issue for you. You're going to have a citation. You're going to have things against you and on your dog license record in your town. So be thoughtful of these things because it doesn't just affect you and the other people and the other dogs that you meet. It affects everybody who owns a dog. Like we are just not being considerate enough as a dog owning population, in my opinion, to I agree. Yeah, I agree. We and need I, to step up our game. I personally associate having my dog on a leash with control, but there's a lot of people who have their dog on a leash and even that is they're so out of control on a leash. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know? no, it's true. And then like if you're at a public park, like um our friends were a few weeks ago and all these dogs were running up. If you're at a public park with children and, you know, families and other dogs and everything else and you don't have any control of your dog and your dog is just lollygagging around, that just isn't a good situation. (laughs) Like, so now all of a sudden there's a kid and the kid pokes your dog's eye and bites the kid at the plate. Like if you cannot call your dog away from that type of situation, it shouldn't be off leash. Jimmy was off leash at public parks at like four months old. Yeah, well, I, won't, good, I won't admit to that, but it's it's true, yeah. But you had good control. Yeah, no, I had a good recall. The dog, he, he had good control of the dog. Like and he, he wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like he was just roaming around the park off leash. With no, us. he I could mean, play it, toys or whatever, yeah, but he was wasn't going to. retrieves gonna, and things like he that. He wasn't going to run up to, you know, kids and people and everything else. And it wasn't that he wouldn't be social, but it's, they're not at the park to now be interacting and having to deal with your dog, you know? And it's just so far reaching with picking up after the dog. And, you know, some people are like, oh, my dog won't potty on leash. Like, it has to be off leash. Well, then potty the dog at home or teach the dog to potty unleash. Like you need to really set yourself up for success with you and your dog. And also the more times your dog blows you off when you say, Rover, come here, like Sparky, let's go. The more times they give you the middle paw or the middle toe or whatever, the worse your recall is going to be. Like you are setting yourself up for now, your dog just tuning you out. You know, you, when our dogs hear us, I mean, Scott can literally snap his finger and his dog can be across the yard and Jimmy just races like, here I am, I can't wait. And Cousteau's not far off from that either, but they're so in tune with us and what we're doing and everything else. And it's not about equipment or anything. Like the dogs want to work with us because they have an ear out for us. So if your dog does not have an ear out for you and, and if they you- only, They only eat about once or twice a week, so- <laughs> They're hoping to God, maybe I have something for them. (laughs) That is not true. That's not why they listen. They listen because of the relationship that we build with them and the way that we raise them. But if you do not have, what's another good example of a really strong recall? Like the people would be like, oh, my dog would never do that. Oh, chasing a ball is a good one. So wildlife, the squirrels, that's a big issue. Yeah. But if you, if you can do retrieves with your dog and they go like eight times, if you cannot call them off of that ball on the ninth time, you don't really have a good recall. And people think that, oh, that's blasphemous. Well, what if the ball now rolls into the street? What if they pop the ball over into the pool? Like, there's just a lot of instances there. And like Scott said, that's tapping into their prey drive with squirrels and everything else. So that's another instance um, where, you know, they're running. And if, if your dog, if you can't call your dog off in that situation, then you're going to have your dog on a long line. Yeah. And you just don't let you're gonna them be loose. You're going to control the situation. Or you're in a situation where you, you can control the environment. Yes. Now, there's two ways of looking at it. Either you can control the dog or you can yeah. control the environment. We've done that before where I'm down at the other end now and I like throw a garbage can on top of the ball before the dog gets there. So they're like, oh, well, if I blow dad off, I don't get the ball yeah. anyway. Then so- we got a dog and a ball under a garbage can. <laughs> 
a garbage can lid, not a full garbage can, a garbage can lid driving me crazy. Um, but literally like these are instances guys, like that is what a strong recall looks like. And people say, Oh, like that, that's not, that's unfair. Like I don't have to have that. That's what we train for. That's what we have. That's what you should have. So like test that out. If your partner's feeding your dog a hot dog in the kitchen, can you call your dog off it? If you can't, you should have a new recall cue. You should increase your reliability and your dog should not be off leash in public or even on your property if you have an invisible fence and you don't have control because you don't want there to be an issue. Okay? Uh, and all that being said, you know, they're animals, they're independent thinkers, and doing everything right, you can have a dog not listen to you. And that's why we work it so hard because we want to give the dogs freedom and the last thing we want is to have an accident have our dog get hit by a car or something terrible so we're really you know adamant about getting these recalls good because we like our dogs to be off leash and um you know things can happen we have friends that have sport dogs people that are good trainers that worked with their dogs a lot that have had that have lost one one person in particular lost their dog the dog ran out in the street and it was just like going out the front door. Something happened. It was a weird, you know, situation. But it was a, a very well-trained dog. So things can happen. So that's why, you know, we want to make sure we don't want to lose our dogs. We don't want our dogs to get injured in any way. So we're real sticklers about that. You yeah. Know? And with that said, as a random tip to follow up on this whole leash your dog in public and be um, on it, you... Um, we only use our specific recall only so often. So make sure that you are not using that sacred recall cue too often, okay? So uh, if you need anything from us, guys, email us at studio at thecorkydog.com, uh, and we look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, keep it quirky. Stay safe out there. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.